What you are about to hear is a short commentary segment that was originally uploaded to YouTube, separate from any particular Rambles episode. Consider it bonus material. So this is the big news right now. XQC has signed a $100 million deal to stream on Kick. Kick being that competing streaming platform we talked about in another ramble. Summation of this article, like, it's actually a 70 million dollar contract with uh, incentives that can push it to 100 million. The comparison was uh, LeBron James's last contract. He got like 97 million, so XQC got more than that. So the contract is non-exclusive, so XQC can stream on Twitch, but apparently he's expected to mainly make content for Kick. Obviously, it's impossible for him to like find more time in the day just to stream on Kick, along with the normal time he streams on Twitch, because he streams like every hour that he's awake on Twitch. So he can't just add a couple more hours to the day. It's only for two years. So this isn't a permanent thing. He can come back after two years if he wants to. Do I think this makes sense? No. XQC is not worth $100 million over the course of two years in a non-exclusive capacity. He's just not. His own earnings on the platform, I mean, directly through the platform, was like 10 million a year, according to the leaks we got back in like 2021. That was like during COVID years where everyone was in there. So like XQC is clearly making 10 plus million. I mean, if you factor in his YouTube channel and potentially like a sponsorships he does and stuff, I mean, and he, and he had the thing with the casinos and stuff before the gambling sponsored content. I mean, it's not inconceivable that he's approaching 20 million a year, but that's a far cry from 100 million. And certainly whether he would make kick 100 million is a completely separate question, especially considering that apparently Unless the contract's different, Kick wants to give 95% of the subscription revenue to its streamers, presumably XQC as well. So they wouldn't even be getting subscription revenue from XQC. Obviously, the hope, if this is done with any sort of business sense, is that the acquisition of XQC will lead more people to come to Kick and they can recoup those losses. But ultimately, as they say here, as a startup, Kick is prepared to operate at a loss, said Ed Craven, the company's chief executive. It's just what all startups do in an attempt to get market share away from the big players to outcompete anyone else in the space, which is throw a ridiculous amount of money at it, undercut everyone, overspend everyone, run a business that in no way could be sustainable in the hopes that somewhere down the line that you can eventually reach profitability by changing your business strategy once you actually have a chunk of the market share to uh, start making money. I watch a lot of economics channels. I'm not an economist myself, but Apparently in recent years, there has been some skepticism put forth towards whether this can ultimately work these days. And a lot of these companies that have gone this strategy of burning investor money in the hopes of one day reaching profitability, a lot of them in recent years have failed to do so and have just collapsed. Like I don't see how having XQC for two years non-exclusive for $100 million is really a great move. Like as we point out, Mixer bought Ninja and Shroud and Facebook gaming bought people like Toast and it didn't really help them long-term. While I didn't do it on the day, I should have compared the exclusivity deal that XQC has with Kick and Ninja's exclusivity deal with Mixer in terms of dollar value. The exact specifics of Ninja's deal are not known, but it's said to be multiple years for someone between 20 and $30 million. While XQC's deal is considerably more than that, we've got to remember that this is a gambling sponsorship as well. Unlike Ninja who can stream whatever he wants, XQC likely has some requirements as to how much gambling he needs to stream on Kick. But then again, people's sentiment towards Twitch has never been worse, I don't think. It's always been pretty bad, but at a time where Amazon seems to be influencing Twitch to uh, tighten its belt and make more money, they don't need this sort of stuff happening. They want to be attempting to use their market dominance to take more of the stream of revenue 
rather than potentially these changes leading people to move to competitors. So as has been pointed out, XQC is by far Twitch's top streamer. He streams the most, gets the most viewers and earns the most money. Some of that at least, if not a significant portion, is his reaction content, which he does spend many, many hours every single day watching YouTube and then re-uploading those YouTube videos to his YouTube channel. But all the reactees, they're like, oh, it'll trickle down one day, one day, I will get one of those $100 million Twitch contracts. We just need the rich to get richer, man. Then then one day the poor will be richer too. It's nonsense, of course, but uh, they'll keep believing that because what's the alternative to realize they're being exploited? This isn't about reaction content. I'll move on. When this happened, I was like, oh, sweet. So there's just going to be less competition on Twitch. <laughs> In the same way that all of Ninja's audience didn't move over to Mixer to watch him, all of XQC's audience won't move over either. And it's not super obvious that when XQC's audience moves to kick, that they're gonna look at other streamers on that platform rather than just leave when XQC goes offline. Because that's what happened with Ninja. The analyses done of his time there found that people who went over to watch Ninja would then just leave the platform, like 95% of them when Ninja went offline. I think Kick's biggest strength though is that they are streamers themselves. So like you can see them on Twitter doing all this stuff, like uh, showing memes and uh, shit talking and stuff. And yeah, so like when Twitch announced their Partner Plus program, which is in insanely convoluted and dumb, they're like 95-5. Of course, we all know that this is entirely unsustainable and they can't have that forever. At the end of the day, even if they beat Twitch, they're just gonna end up becoming Twitch because if they wanna make money, they have to have a similar sort of business model. But this is good PR, right? They have a bunch of streaming memes and, and they interact with people and all that stuff. Facebook gaming for Facebook was like a small part of their portfolio organized by some person who probably doesn't understand streaming. Mixer was similar. Mixer was bought by Microsoft and it was just over there, right? And Ninja would often say like he's he became annoyed that they weren't doing more with it, that they weren't taking his suggestions to heart and, and really competing in the space. But Kick is made and run by in part by streamers who while are people I don't particularly like. They understand the space more than you know, some CEO working at Microsoft, right? And as we often say, Kick is funded by gambling money. Stake is based in some random goddamn country where they don't have to pay any taxes and stuff and they can avoid like any real regulations around gambling. And there's all these stories about how like the politicians in the country get threatened and stuff to make laws that are conducive to these gambling companies making a lot of money. Like it all sounds terrible. Right. I've watched a video or two on it. It sounds like the most shady stuff. Like there's been murders and stuff to maintain this stuff. It is is blood money in a way. But we're not assessing the ethics of this. We're assessing whether they have a shot of winning business-wise. In addition to your comment on audiences switching over, another part is that a significant portion of old viewers may not enjoy Kick without the emotes, plugins, badges, and setups, which all have helped foster a community on Twitch. Kick is largely designed to be a duplicate of Twitch, and so are integrating as many possible features from Twitch as possible. There was a clip where I think Trainwrecks and XUC were talking about adding new features and the joke was, so yeah, adding new features as in copying more of Twitch. So is Kick going to ultimately succeed and take significant market share away from Twitch? The end result, I think, of Kick dethroning Twitch is simply that Kick will end up having to eventually become Twitch if they want to make decent money and reach profitability. I think that's even the case with the gambling sponsorships and stuff. But Kick ultimately becoming Twitch 2.0 doesn't mean that all the same people who are at the top on Twitch are going to be all the same people who are at the top on Kick. Because I'm sure anyone who has any knowledge of this industry knows that what Kick is offering is completely unsustainable. But even while knowing this, you can believe that you can be the one to get the bag. You can take advantage of 
the inflow of this investor money. And even when everything dies down, you can move from, say, being a middle road person on Twitch to being a upper tier person on Kick. Just because the platform will ultimately become Twitch 2.0 doesn't mean that your position at Twitch 2.0 will be the same one as your position in Twitch 1.0. But do I think this is going to happen? I mean, Kick could just buy Twitch. <laughs> like Amazon could just be sick of it and be like, fuck it, we'll sell it to you. I doubt it's going to happen, but well, because what I mean is Twitch sold for a billion dollars and they just spent one tenth of the price that Twitch sold for on XQC just by himself. Obviously, Twitch is worth more than a billion dollars today, but it would be funny if Twitch just hemorrhages money for so long that Amazon's like, look, let's just get the same amount of money that we got when we bought it for the first time and they sell Twitch to kick. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe there is actually a world where Twitch just continues to make poor decisions and sake, we'll just not let this go and we'll just shove money at it for the rest of time until they eventually win. That seems so insane to me, but I guess gambling just makes endless amounts of money, so they could do it if they wanted to. What I'm saying is this 100 million for XQC doesn't make sense business-wise, I don't think. I don't think he's worth 100 million to kick. But then again, like, what amount would I say is XQC worth? Exclusively, maybe 50 million. Not in that he'd make 50 million for kick, but that moving to kick would represent such a loss to XQC that you'd need to probably offer him at least 50 million for it to be worth it for him. Because that's the two separate questions, right? What does XQC stand to lose from moving from Twitch to kick? And what does kick stand to gain? It can be the case that what XQC stands to lose can be more than what kick stands to gain. That's an interesting take. Amazon aims to enhance Twitch's profitability to attract potential buyers, resulting in stricter ad rules. As part of this plan, Twitch Prime will be phased out. Selling is the intended outcome in the next one to two years, which explains their aggressive approach and as a part of the downfall. Amazon doesn't value it. Kick has an advantage here. We need to remember that the average person on Twitch has no idea what Kick is or cares. These conversations where 50,000 people like Kick's tweet here, it represents like a tiny, tiny portion of the Twitch user base that care at all. The average person is just going to go on Twitch as they normally do, watch whoever's live, and then go do something else. The average person isn't thinking about the dynamics of competing live streaming platforms. They just don't care. One of the reasons why it's hard to dethrone someone who has a, a significant presence in a market is because of the vast majority of people who just don't fucking care. They work their nine to five, they go to school or whatever, they, they go into college, they don't have time to worry about migrating to different platforms. If the platform is already giving them what they want, then they're not going to move. And these changes that Twitch is making, while annoying for the creators in terms of how much money they're getting and while potentially bringing them negative PR, it doesn't change the value that Twitch brings the market. Unless, of course, the streamers themselves stop putting forth that value that they do by streaming on the platform. I'm going to put my foot down and say, I do not think that Kick within the next five years will have over 5% of the live streaming market share. No, we'll go to 10%. We'll be more conservative, 10%. And whether or not Kick is still around entirely depends on Stake's willingness to just burn money for the purposes of staying in that space. What would be more interesting to me is if some deals are made. Either that deal we mentioned before where Amazon sells Twitch. In that case, my prediction will be way off or in some case where Amazon Twitch makes a deal with Stake, where they say, okay, we'll remove the gambling ban, just shut the fuck up and close down your site. I mean, XQC has 60,000 viewers right now. 
Sure. Do you remember how many viewers that Ninja had in his first couple of streams on Mixer? It was a lot. <laughs> Ninja's first Mixer stream had more viewers than his Twitch average. Just as he went live, Ninja's stream climbed to about 76,000 viewers. Yeah, 62K is not a lot for him. Because obviously this being his, his first stream, right? There'd be a lot of hype around it. Everyone's talking about it on social media and stuff. I'm surprised he doesn't have more. XQC will never have to stream again after this move. XQC already had enough money to never stream again. What do you mean? The dude would occasionally just like buy new houses to move for the hell of it. The dude like apparently never packed his bags. He would just have like an Amazon wish list of the things that he would need when he moves to a house. And so he just click a button and buy all the things again and have them all delivered to the new place. That's gross. Yes. Yes, it is. But don't you worry, guys. All the people he reacts to every day to keep himself perpetually alive, it'll all eventually trickle down to those guys. 100%. Interestingly, though, chat, while I don't find myself hating XQC for having this deal or something, I think I was less annoyed when, like, Toast or Ninja or Shroud got deals and stuff. Even Ludwig. Because, like, they at least seem like decent people who have, like, a decent head on their shoulders, right? I'm not saying they're geniuses or something, but they're not idiots. But XUC doesn't seem like a particularly good person, and he's just the most average dude imaginable, intellectually speaking. Obviously, being a smart guy is not what drives appeal of live streams. Like, what fucking why would it? What are people gonna tune into live streams and have people talk about quantum physics and shit? I just mean that this seems like an insane amount of money for a person to get who isn't particularly creative, isn't particularly smart, and who largely sits in a chair and watches YouTube videos all day. Starfiber versus XQC return of the trolley. I cannot believe that XQC would think that he's anything more than an average dude. No one could be that self-deluded. Okay, you haven't seen the response video that's coming out yet to that Gabby person. Okay, there are some people who are that fucking deluded, but you just don't like him because he called you a communism. <laughs> like, if you haven't seen the video that I made, can even XQC be this dumb? Watch it. Half the comments are like, I can't bear to listen to this dude speak. He's so dumb. It is funny how many people were angry at Twitch for allowing gambling on the website and how funny it is now that people are celebrating XQC taking a contract in large part to do sponsored gambling on a platform that is funded by gambling money that exists largely to facilitate getting people addicted to gambling. I guess for a lot of people, they just hate Twitch so much that they will accept anything. What do I think about everyone moving to Kick? Kick is still just a worse Twitch. There is nothing on Kick that makes it a better platform for streamers other than people who are already not successful on Twitch may want to move to Kick just to see, hey, maybe I've got a chance here. It doesn't have more viewers, which is pretty much the only thing that matters. The better split will always be a temporary thing, at least going into the long term. But I mean, you can already get splits like that by like using Patreon or something. Kick is on the burn money to grow phase where Twitch is on the we actually need to survive phase. Yeah. It's been said many times, Amazon's main interest in Twitch was buying like the underlying code or whatever infrastructure stuff so they could sell that as opposed to necessarily running Twitch as a live streaming platform. What is it what they call it? AWS? It's out, outside my purview. I don't really care. But apparently they were interested in the underlying technology as opposed to the actual live streaming website itself. And obviously it's the same service that Kick is paying to to run. So Kick copied Twitch's entire UI code, whatever, and they're paying Amazon to run the service. I don't know if they're paying Amazon more money than they might potentially lose Twitch. I don't know. If they gave me a hundred million, I would move to Kick. Uh, yeah, probably for a hundred million. I, I can't imagine not doing that. Although, if it involved a lot of gambling, maybe not. But to put it another way, I've already bought a house. I'm well off. It doesn't seem like 
my circumstances are going to change super negatively. While it would be great to have 100 million. And so to know that even if everything blew up tomorrow, I'd be set for life, which I'm not currently. That'd be nice. At the same time, like, I'm not doing badly. When we talk about XQC, like, XQC, how much money would he be making more than me? Okay, bare minimum, like, 20 to 40 times what I'm making. Already, without taking that kick contract. He didn't need to take a kick contract. He was already set for life. He could have not worked a day for the rest of his life, and he would have been fine. Like, all of you, it, it take the average person, you're 30 years to pay off a house or whatever. I can understand why you guys would be like, oh yeah, 100 million, let, let's fucking go. But XQC was not in a position that he needed to take this deal. That his life will fundamentally change after taking this deal. His life will be about the same with or without this deal. And therefore you can judge him as to whether he should have taken it. And perhaps he shouldn't have. But I mean, he's already in that pool of I'm willing to advertise gambling and get people addicted to gambling. He's already done that for so long. And he's also himself addicted to gambling. So, are your gaming videos that you took down? Long time ago, man. Did it for $500, man. That's why I said, man, I was making no money at that point. I knew far less. Had a hundred viewers, man. I don't really think they're really comparable. <laughs> a $500 contract to play some blackjack for a couple of hours when I couldn't pay my rent is a little bit different than uh, a person worth tens of millions of dollars taking a two-year contract to stream gambling for thousands upon thousands of hours <laughs> to audiences of hundreds of thousands of people. That's why I made that distinction. I wouldn't blame a person who couldn't get by who's just making it, taking a deal for 100 million. That's very different from XQC doing it. Would you make more gambling videos if they paid me more? The amount that I'm worth is not the amount of money that I'd have to be paid. As in, there will always be some hypothetical number that is so high that I would feel that with that amount of money, I could do more good than any potential harm that that content would be creating. Like if I'm offered $100 million to stream gambling for five hours to 500 people, like, oh yeah, I just like dedicate like a significant portion of that money to helping children in need or something. There's no way in hell that gambling system is making that money back. If you offered me the amount of money that I'm worth to do gambling, which is maybe thousands, maybe tens of thousands, I mean, because gambling charges a premium, I wouldn't take that money. Not a chance. Like I'm already offered contracts for many thousands of dollars that I turned down. Not even gambling. It's just, I have more other interests. Like if I wanted to make more money, I could be making more money. That's not my main interest here. Very few people actually say that. I mean, there's clearly a lot of creators out there that money is of secondary interest. Or to put it another way, the amount of money that would need to be there is, that'd be substantially large for them to care. Lobo Charity asks, do you think Kick will start getting bad press now that XQC has accepted a contract with them, thus bringing large amounts of attention onto the platform? It was actually announced today that Amaranth also took a deal, or at the very least, She's announced that she's leaving for Kick. It's yet unclear whether or not Amaranth has a contract with Kick like XQC does, but her announcement made waves nonetheless. So she could have just been looking for the press. I saw it all over Twitter. It's a smart move, I suppose, just getting that wave of attention. If it doesn't work out, you just go back to Twitch, who cares? But like, Kick has been getting negative attention for as long as it's existed. In large part because of Aiden Ross, the streaming of porn, the streaming of the Super Bowl, various different racist things that happen there, the constant gambling and stuff, and none of it seems to matter. As I keep saying, it doesn't seem like doing bad things really has long-term ramifications anymore, if it ever really did. People seem to have their mentality where it's like, unless this is personally impacting me negatively, it doesn't matter. The comparison, again, is that people were up in arms about how terrible it was that Twitch had any gambling on their website. Boo! 
And the same people who said that exact same thing about Twitch now sees XQC taking a gambling sponsorship to stream gambling on a website funded by gambling. And they're like, yes, King, you get that bag. People don't know what they want. They'll get outraged about one thing one week and then just forget about it the next week and just won't care. It just doesn't matter. So like, yeah, I'm sure with XQC on the platform, Kick will get some negative press, but they're also getting a lot of positive press and it doesn't matter. All that's going to matter long term is whether viewers consider it worth it to move over and watch it. I actually had this conversation yesterday with Whippy about it. So this Freddy person says, Whoa, I can't believe Twitch's biggest streamer signed to another platform. Can't wait to see how much this changes everything. Surely nothing will ever be the same again. Obviously making the comparison that Mixer purchased Ninja, who was the biggest streamer on Twitch at one point, and it didn't help Mixer, Mixer closed down. Whippy responded, Mixer sucked though. It was awful to use as a consumer and offered nothing to creators that was majorly different. It only appealed to Xbox players who could stream from their console. Kick and Mixer are completely different IMO, in my opinion. So I responded, what does Kick offer to streamers or viewers that is majorly different to Twitch? Beyond an unsustainable rev share that requires you to lose prime sub money, a gateway to problem gambling, association with some of the worst people on the planet, and less stable platform. Ninja had more viewers on his first Mixer stream than XQC did on his first Kick stream. And Ninja wasn't required to stream endless amounts of gambling content as XQC now will be. XQC's deal was in large part a long-term gambling sponsorship. Whippy responded, Kick has a lot to work on and is a website that has questionable sustainability and definitely promotes gambling, but it's also the closest website to replicate the Twitch viewing experience and benefit streamers more. Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, or shit user experience. And your experience from Prime subs might be different, but Prime subs aren't a majority of my subscription base. Everyone is different. Some have big gifts and some have a lot of resubs, but I think the 95-5 revenue split will make up for the lack of prime revenue, especially if previously on 50-50. The 50-50 being the Twitch's normal revenue share. I think one third is fairly standard. My sub revenue is 40% prime subs. Prime subs being a free subscription that people get when they sign up for Amazon Prime. They can just give free money to uh, one Twitch streamer a month. But Kick's 95-5 split is funded by startup money, only existing therefore in the short term, and Kick's user base is a fraction of Twitch's. So you get less subs and no prime subs, 95.5 isn't going to make up for that. And he disagreed saying that his friends hadn't had similar issues. My position is just all Kick has done so far is become a worse version of Twitch. And for some people, it not being Twitch is enough. But I don't think there's enough users who actually give a shit to move platform. Remains to be seen, I suppose. I think YouTube and Twitch should make a deal. I mean, we did talk about before that maybe Amazon's trying to boost their revenue numbers so they can sell. It'd be interesting if... YouTube ends up just buying Twitch. So we ended here. Thank you for watching and joining me on my new channel. I wish you all the best.